This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Lou Roberts. This is Tyrese Campbell. And you're listening to the Every Step Along The Way podcast. Yes, yeah, so I suppose we we best start off, aren't we? This uh, spacey special with the big signing of the day: Lewis Hamilton to Ferrari for next season. No, no, they did shock me and took away from shows. Shows how um, quiet the football transfer window's been. When on the transfer deadline in midday, that was the main headline on Sky Sports News. <laughs> um, but yes, it's very interesting. That obviously we've. Seems to be very attacker-based. Attackers coming in, attackers going out. Attackers being touted to go out, trying to get rid of this ones. Deals falling through for people leaving. Um, possible late deals, low moves, a lot. So a lot to unpack from the last 24 hours. And I think it's only really fair that we start with a guy I'm going to be referring to as Max. So Maximilian. <laughs> He's a... Uh, yeah, we've uh, we've got ourselves another Dutch left left sided attacker. Now, if he can be half as good as the last one we have, or half as entertaining, then uh, I'll be happy with that, Mike. Yeah, Peter Hoekstra, Mark Two, eh? Um, if anyone saw Hoekstra play, I know at different ages depends, but um, he was a player that should never have been anywhere near Stoke City. Let's be honest. I think if it hadn't been for his injury record, he probably wouldn't have been. But yeah, it, it's. It's a positive sign, and I think you know Tom's posted a few um, images of his stats and stuff, which no doubt I'm sure he'll happily enlighten us with. But I mean, what we're going to spend about three million uh, on the on this chap? So uh, I think was only Berger and Ryan May that we've actually spent that type of money on. So it comes with a, a bit of expectation, but. If he is going to be costing us that type of money, it didn't work out too badly for Berger. Uh, Ryan May's still got a bit of proving to do, but still not been absolutely dreadful. So I'm just intrigued to see what happens, mate, because I've said to you on the pod, right, that Haksabanovic for me was never going to be a Schumacher winger. I just don't think it was ever on the cards. It's not to say that, you know, he was he's, he's a bad player, Ben Stretch, but I just don't think he's energetic enough, whereas this guy seems to be full of energy and you know full of running can can have shots on target what was it 18 shots on target i think tom i think you mentioned to me uh i'd probably say that's more than any of our other strikers have gone on target this year uh so yeah it's it's a potentially positive signing i don't think any of us can hand on heart say we've seen him play loads because i think that'd be nonsense 
but from you know the, the couple of people that we've spoken to, it sounds like he's uh, he's very highly thought of. He's turned down PSV apparently to come to us. So I do question his mental stability straight off the bat because I don't know why he would. But uh, either way, you know, it looks like it's done and deal three and a half years, and uh, yeah, it should be announced any time now. I think. Yeah, so the three and a half, well, three and a half years means obviously it's just seven hundred and fifty grand a year through the uh, the accounts or the FFP accounts. So that's you know it's very small change really, isn't it? So that's going to be a good thing. Um, yeah, he looks like he's coming in to challenge Mai as well, uh, of, or maybe like I say, is he going to be more left sided and, and playing as well as Mai? Are we going to? Be looking to get them both on the pitch at the same time. Are we going to use him in a wider role? I think he can play either Cardi down the middle or uh, on the wing. So yeah, I mean, Tom, what what have you got for us? Mike mentioned uh, you know, that you've been doing some digging and getting some stats up on him and that. And what what have we got on him? I think it's more his um, his conversion that's the standout. Really, one thing we've been saying is we're getting the opportunities and just nobody's sticking it in the net. Um, I mean, I've been comparing his stats to what we've got at the minute and uh, shot accuracy is at 50%, so one out of every two shots is on target. Uh, he scored four goals this season in 16 starts. Um, and then if you... I know YouTube videos, obviously you have to take it with a pinch of salt, but I was looking at his uh, dribbling stats and he's averaging... I think it was 2.8 dribbles a game uh, to put that like, into contact. Vidigal's averaging 0.7, so four times as many as Vidigal, basically. And he's getting the shots on target, so on paper, he should you know, bring, bring a bit more of that deadly deadly finishing to us. Um, not to say he's going to be a 30-goal player, but you know, if he can put in one or two chances here and there that we've been missing. That's where the points come from. I think when we looked at the conversions you mentioned there, Tom, um, didn't you say that Ryan May's got a... I'm trying to think now, is it 6% conversion? Yeah, 6% conversion rate, Ryan Myers. And then I think Luke Manali's at 7%. So Luke Manali is converting more of his shots than what Ryan Myers. (laughs) Ouch. Um... Yeah, <laughs> plenty of improvement to uh, to get. It's not it's not going to take an awful lot for it. I think uh, an attacking player to shine in this team. I don't think. Like I said, we we've, we've got the players in midfield to hopefully try and you know feed those wingers slash inside forwards, whatever you want to bloody call them these days. Like I I think we've got more than enough talent. I mean, we'll get onto some of the outs in a little bit, but um, yeah, I look. I'm, it's one of them. We need to see how he does. I, I'm. I think I'm seeing everything that looks positive. If he can come in and do a good job, and you know, we've got to again understand this is a little thing as well that he, to my knowledge, I don't think he's played in this league. I could be very wrong on that, but I don't think he's played in the division before. So it's another player that's going to have to get used to the pace. I don't. I guess he's going to come with expectation, but it's probably worth keeping in mind that he's he's very unlikely to hit the ground running. So he's still going to need a bit of time. Now, this probably isn't the best string of games for him to uh, to come into, if you like. You know, you'd hope for some easier games, to be honest. But I just hope that people do give him time because whoever comes in is going to need it. Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, we've got we've we've really got tough games or massive games in respect of 
Like if we lose to Leicester, then we go into Blackburn away, QPR at home, having lost three in a row. And we are currently 19th. We might well be even lower than that after, if, if we lose again at the weekend. So, um, just quickly, Dan, uh, have Stoke just announced something? Yeah, they've just announced him, yeah. There we go. He's in, the, he's, he's in, the, in the building. Uh, is, is he in your team? Does he go straight in your team? And that's the next question. Stoke have quoted fastest winger first. So I think there's more than one coming in. Yeah, I just spotted that myself. There's definitely somebody else coming. Well, didn't Mr. Coates' helicopter go to Newcastle a short time well, ago? Apparently he stopped off on Le- in Leeds on the way as well. So I don't know what's happening with that one. Well, we're picking up Dan James and Alan Sam Maximan. Is he still? He's not at Newcastle anymore, is he? Millions come first. He must be quick if he's faster than James. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's yeah. I I think he goes straight into the team on Saturday. I, th- I think we've we've been crying out for creativity. We've been crying out for something different. I think as well. He'll probably give the place a lift. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to walk him straight in my team. Uh, listeners to the podcast, by the way, will have noticed that uh, me and Mike made a slight error and totally forgot where exactly Daniel Leverson's coming on loan from, didn't we, Mike? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of recording at midnight sometimes, eh? Yeah. N- neither, both of us. Even we even said there is absolutely no chance of Jack Bottom coming back in goal. <laughs> of course, it's Daniel Everson. Um, but yes, like I say, the joys, the the joys of putting your neck on the line and not not um, not thinking everything through. Set two, three, four times. Best time it is. We probably listened to that three times back before we put it out as well. And neither of us clicked in, did we? <laughs> no, we didn't. But that's uh, that's the joys of recording. <laughs> You could have easily come. So yeah, he's gonna. He's gonna. Like I said, he's got a lot of pace, got directness. I mean, there was this stats one of it for Vitesse this season. He's had more shots on target. Was it shots on target? Chances created, touches inside the box, and most dribbles. I think for Vitesse. So it's not as if he's doing this in a side that's um, creating loads of chances or. Or you know, he's getting these stats, uh, and there's other players in the team who do it as well. He has been their leading light in all types of attacking. So we have taken literally their best attacker, somebody they obviously didn't want to let go. We've got him for three million. Now I believe that that as well. That fee is probably a lot lower than it should be because Vitesse are a bit desperate for the money. And if it wasn't for that, there's no chance they'd really let him go. So obviously we've spied an opportunity there, spied a chance. Uh, Jared's black books come out and he's spotted, you know, maybe he's been been on Dutch company's house and looking through the oh Andrew, yeah, these are a bit of bit of a financial muddle. Let's let's get in there and nip the best player. Um so yeah, that's like I say seems to be what's happened there. Uh, but I from what it sounds, I'll be honest, I'll hold my hands up a bit like you said, Mike. I've never I've, I've never seen the guy play. But from what I hear, what I can see, giving time to settle Bry, he's got all the aspects to add the ingredients that we are missing. That's the vital thing, isn't it? He gives us what we are crying out for, I think. Like, his strengths are what we need. So, hopefully, 
fingers crossed that it works out. You know what I, I'm wondering as well, if we're thinking about, if well, if it sounds like there's going to be more than one winger coming in, which it looks like it could do now, um, I wonder if Haksabanovic will go back tonight. Because I can't see him wanting to sit on a bench. Now, obviously, I know we've got Tyrese, we've got Hacks, we've not got a, a massive amount of cover down that left-hand side. So, I mean, if I'm him, I wouldn't be happy to sit on a bench, personally. And I don't think, you know, the fact he's come in on loan, I don't think the, the owning club will either. Celtic, I don't think they'd be too impressed with it. So it'd be interesting to see whether that is one that's going to be out the door because we talked about players and we were trying to shift out at least two players that were coming in on loan. And obviously, Hacks was, um, was definitely one of them. So I wonder if that's going to happen now. Maybe it's a bit of a, we've waited for a few, I don't know, what's the term they use? Apples to fall off the tree or whatever buddy terminology you want to use, right? Um, I think maybe we'll wait for that and then all of a sudden we're going to see a bit of a spiral now. So it should be, it'd be, it'd be one to keep an eye on. Um, I mean, Dan, we've had an, an absolute rock of comments. Uh, I think we've had about 20 odd comments come through if you want to maybe just uh, jump through some of them. So, yes, yeah, so we've got his way going to wear number 42. So, cheers for that, Rory. So, I think the last one to wear 42, if I'm right, was Baker, wasn't it, before he switched to eight? Um, so, yeah, if he uh, if he has the impact from January onwards that Lewis Baker did, we'll be happy. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of Rory. Fraz says he's been confirmed. He's here, staying awake, but we worth it. Stoke announcements. <laughs> um... Um, yeah, the the announcement video for Maximilian is on here. Thank you, Kieran. So yeah, so there's a there's an announcement video uh, on tw- on X slash Twitter. But do not leave us to go find it. You have to wait wait a little bit longer before you go and see that one. Um, yeah, Super Steve Shoe. Yes, the announcement video says fastest winger first. Yeah, so um, yeah, and Connor Foster picked up on that as well. So yeah, it's not just Rory who saw that. Uh, yes, Super Stevie Shoe. Do you think another Dutch player may boost Hoover's confidence? Yeah, well, there's, like I say, I think they are They are sort of friends. I think they were under 21, uh, Dutch under 21 international, um, they played together. And I think from what I believe, for a bit of digging that has been done, they, they may have played a part in him coming in. Both uh, Berger and Hoover played with him at under-21 level for the Dutch, and, and uh, they're quite a close unit together. So you never know, obviously, you know, to have him somebody there might just, like you say, pick his confidence up a bit because we've seen from Keon, I know that, um, you know, he's, he's not in the best of form, shall we say, this season, but we have seen there is a very credible footballer and there, a very talented footballer, um, he just seems to have very high bar for playing well and a very low floor for when he's not. And I think he just needs to get that little bit more consistency in it for me. Um, so hopefully, like you say, in, in addition of another sort of Dutchman into there, might just play, might just help him with that. It can't do any harm, can it, Mike? No. No, absolutely not. And I know I've I've been one to give him a lot of stick this season and I, I don't apologise for any of it because for the reasons that you mentioned, I don't think he's been anywhere near good enough. Um, but yeah, a little bit good on Berger. It shows that he's settled in well. And, you know, if, if Henry has given him a, a few good reports as well, which no doubt he has, you know, at the end of the day, I think he's... He's got a good facilities. It looks like we've got a really good bunch of players um, as as well. So I'd say that, you know, arguably 
it's a good environment for a player to want to come into. I know we're not doing great as far as your know, league position and stuff like that, but I think you know again, we seem to be able to to sell the club still, which was actually going to be one of my comments. And I'd be intrigued to get everyone else's thoughts as well, whether you want to, I mean, Rory, you're welcome to chip in, but um, if anyone wants to just make any comments here, right? So my question was going to be, for any players coming in, what is Stoke's selling point? Now, we've we've missed out on the likes of Mundell uh, and stuff like that. They've chosen other teams. But if you're, you know, Ricky or whoever, how are you selling this club? We we can sell it as this big sleeping giant, and, and you know, whether you believe that's true or not, like we we've we've been out the Premier League for that long now that you can't really say, well, we'll we're going to have a very good chance of getting back into it next season. I think that'd be unrealistic to 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 sell it like that. So I'd just be really intrigued to see what people think we use as a selling point now. And it's um it'd be just I just want to hear the comments. But I mean, Rory, I'll, I'll bring you in, mate. You've uh, you've not had much uh, chance to speak so far. So what I guess firstly, what do you think is the um the selling point if if you're a player coming in and what's your overall gut feeling around this new signing? <laughs> I think he's he's definitely going to be promising. Well, I hope I hope he is. Obviously, I think we need some confidence on the wing, especially with Hoover, because obviously for me he hasn't been performing well. He's got a bit of a trampoline foot, as some would say. Um, but I think obviously with us, this only being the third signing of this January transfer window, I think it's sort of key. But again, it's it's the last minute hypes. I see. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah, I, I, I think we'll keep an eye. We'll keep an eye on him. I mean, I think again, I don't think don't expect too much of him for for the rest of this season. I think he'll he'll come in. No doubt he'll play as soon as he's fit. I, I mean, he's, like I say he's been playing games, so I imagine in terms of match fitness, we, we've definitely got that there. Which is why I guess that Dan is probably putting him in his team straight away. I'm sure. Um, I'm just quickly trying to flick over to Sky Sports News as well, just trying to keep an eye on that at the same time, proper multitasking. Um, but, Dan, I mean, I, I asked Roy the question around what's the selling point as a club. What what do you think that is now? Is it is it the fact that we we can offer players, you know, a decent wage, first-team football? Uh, is there another selling point? Are we being a little bit too harsh to say what what's our selling point these days? No, I think the, we have um, a ground that's, is you know quite a you know, quite a big following, don't we? There's still twenty thousand plus you know, in attendance uh, most weeks. Um, we've got uh, a reset last summer, so we've got somewhere where we're going. You know, a, a club that's that's changed its direction. So you've got you know, leave all the you know, leave all the negativity behind from the past few years. Fresh modern approach. We're going to go in this direction. Got a, 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 mod, a young modern manager. Um, the club is the club is heavily backed, so they know that it's not a club that's going to be stagnant. It's not a club that's going to, or, the, or at least that the owners they're putting as much money in as they can to try and get them somewhere. So it's not like by being stagnant. I mean, it's not a club that say hasn't got the backing, so it might just sort of drift around in that sort of lower mid table area because they can't do any better. Financially, really, with the money invested, Stoke should be a lot higher and should have been for a lot, you know, many, many years. Um, that's now's probably not <laughs> the time to talk about why that's not worked. 
Um, but at least for somebody coming in, they can see owners that are trying to get the club somewhere. There's there's a plan, and there there's the finances are there to to get the club back to the Premier League, which obviously is where the players will be looking to get. Also, they will see they will see that Nathan Collins uh, got picked up from Stoke and went you know went into the Premier League. They'll see that Harry Suter did. Um, you know, so, so there's there's two examples right there. Jacob Brown, a third. So in recent times, there's like one a season that's that's go leaving the club to go and play Premier League football. So for anyone looking at them, think, well, actually, yeah, this club has prepared players to then be picked by Premier League clubs and taken up there. So if I go and I impress, then the chances are, you know, scouts will be looking at me, people will be looking at it, and it's, they're not afraid to go, right, yeah, you're good, you, you're good enough in that Stoke team so you can come play Premier League football with us. Um, and I think the club as well, I, I imagine the, the club are selling themselves as a, a thing where we, we want to get there, but if you come and you excel at a far quicker rate than we, than we are, and you know, you're, you're looking like a player and you're attracting all this interest, but we don't look, you know, we are still where we are now or in mid-table or whatever, then we won't stand in your way. And then the club will happily take the money from a transfer like that, reinvest it, bring two, three, four new other players in and try and do the same with someone else. I imagine that's the way they're going to look at it. That's going to be the sort of the plan going forward. Um, I imagine that's maybe what they've said to people like Berger to get into leave ball to come to play for Stoke. Um, you know, this is your shop window. I think that's a fair comment. I also think this is definitely one that's out of that um, that famous black book uh, if, as well, to be honest. I can't imagine that, that this is one that Shuey's spotted himself. Uh, not, well, I can't say I've heard any links to why that would be the case. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk later on about the other main sort of link that we've had today, which is, is an ex-Plymouth player, isn't it? Uh, currently at Blackburn, another attacker. I think we'll talk about them later on, just in case there's any movement between now and then. And I think you sort of raised the point, didn't you, Mike, at the time, saying that are we moving away from this new modern way of doing things already? Because that's obviously a Schumacher sign, it's a manager signing, not a director of football or head of recruitment signing. And I said, and I said, you know, I think even though you go down that route of saying we are now run by an analytics team that will look at what you want for a position and find you players who excel in the uh, different aspects of the game that you want from a wing, a right wing back or a left sided centre half. You know, how do you want to play? How are we going to play? Well, they need to be good at this, this, and this. So it doesn't really matter about this, this, and this. Go find me somebody. And it, you know, they'll go off and they'll do that and they'll sign someone. But I still think the manager does have a say and can come in and say, well, does Adam say, actually, I know who fits my role perfectly. I know who plays in my team and gets what I want. I've worked with him before. He's available. I want him in. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think when the manager picks all the players, that's a different story. But I think every club, if there is a balance... There's a balance to it for everybody. I don't think we would be alone in in doing that, in allowing a manager, you know, the odd signing of whoever he wants. 
Uh, I've just noticed that Kiefer Moore has gone on loan uh, as well to Ipswich, so it, we can rule that one out. That was one of the long-winded uh, one that's been going on for years, tying Kiefer Moore, and we've inquired a few times and stuff like that, so that one's not going to happen either, by the way. Uh, I, I'm surprised I've seen his name banded around a little bit more, uh, to be honest, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. As you said, we'll get on to the other player in a bit. Uh, there's, been, like said, there's been a few more uh, comments. I'm just going to run through them. Hopefully it doesn't kick me off. But uh, yeah, Super Stevie Shuey says, got to be selling them some sort of dream. Uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, nice of you to stay awake, Rory. Appreciate it, mate. Um, have a quick look. Rory's given us a song as well. I mean, you're welcome to sing it if you want, Rory. I, I, mean, I won't put you on the spot, but you're welcome to sing us a song. Um, yeah, Niall Ennis, we were going to, we'll circle back to Niall Archie. Yeah, he'll be the second one. Um, so, so Connor Foster says, I'm not saying it's the only reason, but Stoke will be able to offer much more money than other clubs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. I think, I said, the, the bit that I just don't get is why he would turn down, you know, PSV for Stoke and I, I'm not trying to do us down at all but I think most people would argue that PSV may, maybe it's a playing time maybe it's the case he could go there and he won't be a first team player and he's got to prove himself as working his way in he probably sees maybe at this time of his career it's a time for playing not not time for on a bench that's the only thing I can maybe put that down to uh, so we've got Luke uh, yeah it's just trying to not repeat the same questions that people have pretty much said uh, Charles says cheeky bargain Question mark. I think it could be. Time will tell. Well, that um, the HC who was on not long ago, um, he put a post on saying basically that we've gone for an absolute steal for how, like, where he's at now. Um, he's also gone as far as to say that all as in terms of his all round play, he's already ahead of my video, so that'll do me. Yes, not bad at all. If he's, uh, like I say, if he's already ahead of those two, um, yeah, it's 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 always like, I, I I don't know about you guys. I always find it more exciting when you do have these names that you've not really seen play. You might just have the odd YouTube clip or something to have to have them because it's the like when you go for the tried and trusted and you've seen them play against you half a dozen times or eight, seven eight times and you've seen them play for you know English clubs or whatever you sort of know what you're going to get and you, although sometimes it's it's good to oh yeah, yeah I've seen him have a good game here I've seen him have a good game there and it's exciting with this or whatever to have a complete unknown but be told that he's this that and the other is really that for me is like I'll be excited to go down to that last game now Obviously, when it's excited to go to the game anyway, but excited when you walk down now to think, I'm going to see him, I'm going to see this new player today. I'm going to see, you know, he's supposed to be like rapid. He, he takes people on. He's direct. Oh, I can't wait to go and see him. And obviously, you you are open yourself to be let down in the initial sense or whatever, or even the long term of Stoke. But I do think like it's not. I I, I do love these like sort of out of the blue names that come out of nowhere that I have no sort of idea about before they start. Shall we uh, have a look at some of the potential outgoings briefly when we circle back? 
Yeah, uh, I reckon so. So one deal that has gone through today, one player who has left just temporarily, though, before everyone has a meltdown, is Emre Tezgal. So he has joined MK Dons uh, on loan. I think it sounds to me, it looks to me, to be the perfect deal for him. He's gone there on loan for the rest of the season. It's just what he needs at this time because he's not even getting on the benches. The other Nathan Lowe seems to have overtaken him you know, during his sort of spells out injured uh, in, in the pecking order and probably you know, the manager probably feels he can trust Nathan a little bit more at this stage um, due, to, due to obviously he's, he's more experienced now. Um, he's got, uh, I think he's only, is it sort of 21 out of 29 uh, league, um, in, yeah, league squads Nathan Lowe's been involved in this season so yeah you can't really you can't really complain that for an 18 year old lad but what it does mean is you, you know t- Emre's going to struggle to get a game time he's got MK Dons from what I believe the the manager there again they've got a young manager um, who's who's in there he plays the same way as Schumacher so it's a very similar style there so he's going to get used to playing how we play or something very similar so he's going to learn and he's going to come back there's no point to go and send him somewhere that play um, you know long ball tactics where he's going to have to go and challenge a big six foot five centre half every time uh, and people say well yeah get him out there getting knocked around bruised up and stuff I'm like yeah but he's not learning he's not learning to play how Steven Schumacher's going to utilise him next season if he wants to is he he calls oh yeah what did you learn at MK Dons well that, that you know this guy at Oxford's an absolute brute and not me in the stands. <laughs> um, what we need is, he needs, like I say, he needs to be playing in a team that, that play a very similar way to we do. And I believe, from what I've read, that MK Dons do that. So, perfect club for him. Nice to see that Stoke have put a bit of thought into the low move. And they've not just sent him out. They've maybe, Stoke have maybe even approached or, you know, Approached a few clubs and MK Dons have come back and said, "Yeah, you know what? We we could take him and utilize him." Um, I don't think he's going to go there and play every game. I think he's going to have to wait. I did see a comment earlier on. Somebody said that they hope that there is a clause in the contract where if he's fit, he has to play. And I said, "No, actually, that that is the worst thing for me that can happen." I don't know what you think, Mike, but for me, he. He needs to go there and fight for that place and earn it outright and then fight to keep it and know that he's in the team because he's deserving to be in there. If he goes there and knows that all he's got to do is, is make sure he's fit on a Saturday and he'll be playing, where's the where's the achievement in that for him? Where's the you know, where's the desire to to really, really dig in every day and kick on? Honestly, mate, I totally agree with you. I, I, and I'm not even sure if those deals actually exist, if I'm honest. I think what no. clubs typically do now is they put financial penalties in uh, to, you know, amounts of games played and stuff like that. That's how they kind of get around that. But I think the whole, you know, you have to play if you're fit, it, it, it gets too messy for clubs. And then you've got certain doctors who say, yes, he's fit. And you know, if the, it's a club doctor at the end of the day. If you had that situation, you'd end up having the club doctor saying, no, he's not fit. No, he's not fit because then they wouldn't be penalised. I, I don't think those deals, honestly, I really don't think they exist. I think it's more about financial penalties. But I agree with you. I think it's a, an important loan. We've seen with, like obviously, Lowe. And he's come in and you know, he's, he's a bigger player than Emery. 
by some way. He, like he's you know, he's still a lot more physical. It's a different type of striker, but even him, you know, even he's struggling. Both of them have scored under twenty one level. Both of them need time. They need game time. They need to learn. And personally, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been against, you know, Nathan Lowe going out on loan either because I don't think he's ready. We haven't exactly got much of a backup. And if it keeps Dwight Gale at the team, then I'm all for anyone being on that bench, if I'm honest. But honestly, I agree with you. Get him out on loan. Get him in the team when he deserves to be in the team. Get some goals behind him. Physically, get used to playing with, you know, a, bit of brutes, you know, he's going to get kicked around a little bit. He, he needs to understand men's football. So the more he gets out on there, I mean, Tyrese, right? Tyrese went out on loan a couple of times. Was it to Shrewsbury, if I'm not mistaken, and stuff like that? You know, before he really came came good. I'm pretty sure he went to Shrewsbury and then come back from Shrewsbury and he was then pretty much with us kind of permanently from there on. And yeah, okay, he hasn't gone on to score 15, 20 goals a season, but at one point, Bournemouth were, were going to spend 10 million quid on him that we turned down. So these players need it. I think if you put him in this team now, Emre, he would just get kicked all over the place and it would be completely ineffective. So I think it's a really good decision for Stoke. And he's got a bit to prove. I mean, whether that means he's going to be coming back in the summer, it might not be the right time for him. It might be still going to have another six months. But we'll, we'll see. Either way, it's a, it's a good decision. Uh, just to come in with some slightly breaking rumour news, nothing more than that at the minute. Now, we we spotted earlier on, didn't we, that um, Peter Coates' helicopter actually flown up to Newcastle this evening. Um, I think it was, around about, it was around about 8 o'clock they landed there, 8 o'clock half past 8. Um, I'm just wondering, a little bit weird, what's going on, I wonder what we're doing well. The rumour has, I don't know if this is 2 plus 2 and coming up with 5, or I suppose we'll wait and see, uh, but Stoke are apparently in for Jamal Lascelles at Newcastle. So he would definitely bring some experience and quality to that back line, wouldn't he? I'd be interested if he, say if he's coming because I think he's still Newcastle's club captain, officially, like, you know, um, the club captain. Obviously, I know he doesn't play that much, so he doesn't really wear the armband on the pitch, but as in around the place, he's still the first club captain. So, yeah, I um, respected, like I say, centre-back, a lot of experience, Premier League level and that. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad sign if it comes off. We'll have to wait and see, won't we, in the uh, the next, well, it'll probably be about the next hour or so, won't it, let's be honest, <laughs> with all of the paperwork works. Yeah, well, uh, his helicopter's on its way back now. Um, so... We'll uh, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't think you could turn that down. I mean, it, it feels like one that I would be a bit surprised we've made it, been able to get over the line at this point. Um, but if we can, it's got to be an improvement on what we have there right now, which is very limited in quality. Now, I know some people don't rate Wilmot, and you're very entitled to your opinion. I think for me and Dan, and probably for Tom, like we all love Ben Wilmot. I think when he's fit and he's raring, he's his passing is is good. I think he is largely a very good defender. Yes, like any player, he gets caught out a couple of times. I mean, there's, there's no player in this division who doesn't get caught out. But I still think that if you put a really good centre-back alongside Ben Wilmot, you'll be on to a very good partnership. So I think, I, again, no arguments for me. Um, thank you to um, Super Stevie as well for posting that image of uh, Coates' helicopter on the way back from Castle. So uh, 
Interesting. Uh, I didn't see that one coming, but I, I'm guessing, Dan, it would be... Uh, how long has he got left on his contract? Have you got any idea? Because I can't imagine that it's going to be alone with you to a permanence, I wouldn't have thought. Uh, um, I don't know. He hasn't really played for Newcastle. And they want... They sort of want as much wiggle room financially as they can, aren't they? I think they've sort of hit the wall when it comes to FFP, so... Uh, or PNS, whichever you want to go with. Um, so, yeah, whether whether they're happy just to get his wages off the books or whether, like I say, there's a little fee involved and it's permanent, uh, I'm not quite sure. Um, straight up and down says we went in for ourselves in the summer, so it makes sense we'd try again. Hmm, OK. Well, that is, I, I don't remember that, to be honest, but uh, I'll, I'll trust it. Um, yeah, so right, we'll keep a talk. We'll keep tabs on that one. <laughs> we may be. I can't say it on Sky Sports News either, so we may have beaten them to that news if that's true. Um, what we will um, do is return back to the outs. So we mentioned obviously Emery's gone out. Where do you, just one last thing on Emery? In the long run, in this team, if he was to play, where do you think he would? Do you think he would be a down the middle striker, or do you think he would be one of the wide forwards? Or even playing, I mean, as an attacking midfielder as such, if you think, would he, would he be best sort, sort of, you know, in sort of like a number 10 sort of free roll kind of thing? Hmm. Um, I wouldn't play him as an attacking midfielder. Uh, when we saw him against Notts County, he was very much playing on, literally on the shoulder of the defender. And I think that's where he prefers to play. I don't think playing him in midfield, I don't think he's, from what I've seen, I don't see many attributes that that suit him there. Obviously, if we're playing a 4-3-3, no, got no problems with him playing on either side. I just wonder whether the skill level is there in terms of, you know, the, at least with like Tyrese, he's two-footed, he can he can drop his shoulder a little bit more. I, I don't know if I've seen that necessarily from Emre yet, but that's what this loan's going to be all about. You know, we'll, we'll hopefully get to see a little bit more um, of him and see what he's, what he's about, I guess. But I think for me, I would play him down the middle. My only thing with that is if we're playing him down the middle as in like, uh, you know, what Ryan May's doing right now, then... <laughs> I don't think he's that type of a striker. I don't. He's he, obviously Ryan's not playing that target man as such. But you know those little drop offs. He was coming short a bit, like I've mentioned a few times, like, like the Harry Kane model. You know, come short, lay it off, get yourself in the box, that type of thing. That's not Emery. Emery's game, from what I've seen. I mean, people you you've seen him more than me. You're very welcome to correct me, but I don't see him doing that. Which is also then why I don't think he would play down the middle <laughs> at the same time because I'm not sure that. That's his game. So if you t- if that's how we're going to play, you take that situation away, he's got to play on the left or the right. So, I, I, again, I think a lot of us don't really know where Emre's best position is across that front three. I just think for Emre, he's probably better as part of a two, but I don't think we're going to play like that. So um, jury's out, if I'm honest, Dan. I, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, fair enough. I, I'm, yeah, I'm wondering myself. I'm not sure he's got the pace at the minute to play the wide role I think he'd have to play down the middle um, I was quite when we like say we saw him play against Notts County and I know 
you know, they'd only just been promoted into the EFL at the time. It was the first friendly, you know, people finding their feet. And we did sort of run them ragged in that opening half, didn't we? We scored, you know, was it four goals? Uh, we had my half time. Uh, I liked how he adapted. I liked how quickly he learned and developed in that game itself. Um, so give me a lot of hope for the future. He's a very intelligent footballer who can react in game and can and can alter his style and improve himself very quickly. So we'll have to wait and see. I think if he gets a run against the MK Dons, I think he could be a roaring success for them second half of the season. It'll set him up very nicely to look at his summer plans and whether, like I say, he gets himself a, a real good loan to get a great, you know, 40, 50 games under his belt next season or sort of, you know, stays with us and fights for, fights for a place. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, mate. Just just uh, a quick comment I've just seen. Um, Grocott on the whole Emre thing before we quit. Obviously, I know we want to move on, but uh, it says that the missus is mixed with Emre's uh, missus. Apparently, is not keen on Shuey giving him a cold shoulder, apparently, and want, wanted to move for a while. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, we'd, we'd never know that. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's let's move on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, yes. Uh, so, other players. So, it seems, like I said, we said earlier on, a very attack mind, very attack uh, related into this uh, deadline day. So, DiMaggio, Wright Phillips and Wesley, uh, two players who we've sort of been trying or... You know, have been very close to moves. I think DiMaggio's maybe still going to be moving. He's going to be linking up with Thibaut Verlinden, possibly in Belgium. Is it German or Beershot? I think they are sort of top of the sort of the Belgian second division. Uh, I know that Thibaut Verlinden's been attracting uh, attracting a lot of interest. Um, so you know, he's been playing very well this season, and attracting a lot of scouting interest in that, and maybe set for a bit of a move himself uh, come the summer. So. Yeah, if he's going there, maybe he's going there to uh, get the replacement in before he actually leaves. But yeah, we could have two two ex-Stoke wingers what, in, uh, firing them all the way to promotion. Uh, so yeah, hopefully that move goes through for DiMaggio. I, I just think DiMaggio's timing is up, Mark. I don't think there's any real sort of, time, like I say, any sort of career left for him. There's that many players in his positions now. And he's, his flame just seems to have gone out so to speak, doesn't it? I think that's probably a good way of putting it, flame going out, yeah. Uh, but when we saw him, 
it was never it was never bad like he, his pace was electric like the pace for him is fantastic and i think most players in in this division especially and i mean certainly lower down if you've got pace that's sometimes enough you know the rest of it you you work on the final ball and all that but pace frightens any defenders so i think we saw flashes of what he can do i agree with you i think he's He's been out of the cold for a long time. Obviously, Shuey's come in. He's probably not seen much in training of him, uh, to be honest. He's probably not going to get glowing scout reports about how good he's been or anything like that. So I guess when he's coming in, he's seen the likes of Hacks and all that, and he's like, yeah, you're not even close to this level. So I think it makes sense for him. I hope he does well where he goes, because I'm sure he's, from what I've heard, he's a really nice lad and stuff, but you're right, he, he failed at Northampton, say failed at Northampton, Northampton had a lot of injuries when he went out, um, and he could barely get a game for them, So, which for me, that was the straw then, if, you, if you're if you not good enough for the likes of Northampton, you're never going to make it in the Championship, uh, certainly well, you certainly won't yet, now if some people made a joke about oh, he's going to go and come back as a Premier League player in a few years' time, I'd love him to do that, but right now, we aren't the club to develop him. He's not going to get game time here. So uh, the right, the right, uh, the right move to be honest. Yeah, and the other one is Wesley. So obviously Wesley, he was um, always signed in the summer. Once he took over his contract, so we imagine he's probably on pretty big money. Since so Aston Villa paid twenty-two million pounds for him, and I believe, like I say, we we took over the final year of that contract to, to get him on a free uh, from Villa. He's just not, I mean, there was the whole, you know, we were all lesbians, weren't we, at the start? We were all sort of, you know, big big Wesley fans and that, and he came and put himself about. And he, I, th- I don't think he's ever lacked effort when he's come on. I think he's always, you've always looked at him and thought he's trying. But for a guy who's obviously had a lot of ability in the past, uh, I think injuries have maybe just taken taking a massive part of his game away by the looks of it, unfortunately. I mean, for me, I've never seen such a big player with such a shocking touch. The, he's he's a bulky player. Like, the amount of times at home, the ball's been long to him. You think, great, you know, get the ball down, lay it off, which is what that kind of position is, is about a, lot, a large amount of time. And it just bounces off him and he looks so clumsy. Now, I always try and compare that position to the likes of Peter Crouch when, when we had him. Yes, he's a different level to um, to obviously Big Wes, but like he is a big guy, you know, tall guy in, in, in Peter's sense. His touch was excellent. And Wes just is the complete opposite for me. And I think if we had a club, which I think might still might have a future at a decent level, is if we were a club that you know got the ball into the box, you know, crosses constantly, he probably would score more goals and he'd have more opportunities. But if you know, you how often at Stoke do you get the ball at your feet with a chance to to shoot on goal? It does. It doesn't happen, does it? Let's be honest. You know, you're picking up scraps. And, you know, he doesn't seem to be an instinctive striker to me to get himself into those right positions. So, yeah, I, I, he was clearly never going to be a showy player. You could see that from day one. I'm not sure what the kind of thought process was there. Maybe it was a, it won't be a cheap deal, but maybe it was just a deal that it's it's worth a shot. We need a striker. We need cover. Let's get him in and hopefully, you know, we can... You know, surprises and, and do a good job. It's not worked out. He, I, I'm intrigued to see where he goes because there was rumours about him going to like Dubai and, and places like that. Obviously, I don't think he can go there now. So, I guess it's a matter of who can afford him for a start. 
And I'm not sure many clubs outside the championship can. And I don't think he would want to drop down any further than that. So maybe it's a bit of a like a Rotherham type situation if he's willing to go there. Someone who plays a bit more direct, a bit more of the, the, the wing play, like I mentioned. It's the only thing I can think. But I think it's going to be difficult, which is why he's not gone, to actually get him out the door with his wages. Yeah, well, you think he may be a Rotherham or a Sheffield Wednesday, but like I say, can either of them realistically afford anything near his wages that would be enough of a proportion for us to sanction that deal? I think he probably ought. I think the best option we had was the Saudi market because he was talking to a couple of clubs, wasn't he? And obviously, you know, bringing him into as well like Saudi where they could label him up as this Brazilian international striker and uh, you know sell him up as that would be would be perfect for them but he just yeah unfortunately the deal never got done like I say the Saudi market's now closed so we may just he may just have to sort of hang around with us and you never know hopefully he might come good and net a couple of goals but I don't think there's anything anything he would do even if he got an opportunity in the second half of the season, that would be, I don't think he'd do enough to get himself a new deal here anyway. We've had a few more comments, Dan. Um, Super Stevie Shuey says, Ben Warren wants our worst defender by a mile. How dare you? Right, quick, remove that person from from this chat. I'm only joking. Uh, <laughs> uh, he said he'd rather have James Chester than see Ben Wilmot. Bloody hell, he's not that crap. Jesus. But bloody James Chester was a sorry excuse for a defender towards the end. Um, uh, Archie says, Lascelles, Gail, Clark, Steve Bruce, fancy a go as club chef. <laughs> Um, so Kieran Downs the selling points good access to airports good training facilities and the fact that we're in a Premier League uh, that we were in the Premier League makes you think that Stoke as a club with potential of becoming an established Premier League team again Um, so have a look if there's any more Uh, as long as we get a deal she should be able Dill's just put Super Ben Wilmot and we just had a helicopter update. The helicopter's in Leicester. So it's picking it's picking up um Wilmot and LaSalle's centre half partner, Harry Souter. <laughs> what a great window that would be. Get Harry Souter. <laughs> just doing a little round trip. We'll have this centre half from Newcastle, pick this other centre half up from Leicester on the way back. <laughs> Uh, I've got some quotes just to go in. Uh, I've got some quotes for about our friend Million Man Huff, our new signing. Would you like to hear what he's had to say? Yeah, definitely. So he says, I'm very excited. This is a big club. I want to show people what I can do here. I wanted to move to England and I've only heard good things about Stoke City. Who's been lying to him then? There are a couple of my fellow Dutch players at Stoke. There we go. (laughs) And I felt it was natural for me to come here. I'm excited to meet the squad and to start playing football in Stoke Colours. We have a big game on Saturday, so hopefully I can be involved straight away and start helping my new team. Very nice. Typical party line, but yeah, no, absolutely, mate. It's, uh, it, again, hopefully, you know, he's, he's got the right attitude and he, he settles in, but I, I'm not surprised that you're going to put him straight into your team. Typical Daniel Buxton thing to do that. Yep. Uh, Mike, you'll be very happy to know, it's just coming in the, in the comments as well, Dwight Gale has left the club. 
And his contract torn up. He's out the door. They paid him up. He'll go play for Newcastle Town next and still won't score. Maybe that's where, maybe that is where, as I said to you, didn't tell when you said he's gone Newcastle, the first thing I said was he's just got, they've gone and dropped Dwight Gale back off <laughs> Newcastle. It appears that might be what they've done. <laughs> um, so, yes, so strikers out. We can add Dwight Gale to it. Um, breaking news, how do you feel about that one? Well, obviously, I know you, you're going to be happy with it. Um, he wasn't really getting involved too much, was it? They've obviously, like I say, played in the uh, under-21s game last week, didn't he? So, was that, do you reckon that was a bit of a shot window they were trying to put him in, hoping if he grabbed two or three goals that somebody may have actually come and signed him so we didn't have to pay him up ourselves? Uh, no, I just think it's we've got to do something with him. We're paying the guy, so you know, go and play some football. Honestly, I, I, I feel bad for Dwight, right? As much as I give him stick, and I know I do. Like, we got him two or three years too late. That was one of them scenarios where it's like, oh, we've been chasing him for that long. We finally can get him now. So let's just get him because we've been chasing him forever. Um, it, it wasn't right for him. The guy missed easy sitters. You know, people give, you know, Ryan May some stick and Tyrese Campbell and stuff stick for missing some sitters. My God, that guy missed more than any. Um, and I just think his confidence was through the floor. I said to you, I think he needs to drop down a league or two. And if he does, he could be a really good player at that level still. Because no one, le- you don't lose your talent. It's there. I think he just needs an environment where maybe he could be a, a bit of a big fish, you know, in a small pond. I think that might be a good thing for him. So, obviously, I do, in all seriousness, I do wish him the best. I hope he does come good for somebody. But he's never, he's not been a championship striker for a few years now so I'm glad to see the back of him if, if that's actually happened and we're not being wound up which wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me um, then uh, yeah I'm happy to see the back of him unfortunately uh, Talking about ex-Stoke players well now ex-Stoke players uh, sort of dropping down the leagues as well uh, there's two two on the move today so you remember Gavin Kilkenny, Gavin Kilkenny last season uh, he has signed for Fleetwood on loan from Bournemouth. And Ryan Woods is now at Exeter. Jesus, that's a fall from grace. Yeah. So he's left Hall and gone to Exeter. So, yes, it is. He never, he, career sort of very much stagnated after leaving Brentford to come to Stoke, didn't it? I know we see a lot of Stoke players who, when they leave Stoke, pick back up again down there and we left scratching our heads thinking why was he no good here he was good before he was here good after but I think with Ryan Woods he was very very good at Brentford never really hit it off at Stoke and I don't think you know the clubs he's been at Millwall Birmingham Hall never really picked it back up did he um Right, so yeah, we spoke about DiMaggio, we spoke about Wesley, we just spoke about the breaking news there that's uh, yet to be sort of... Oh yes, so obviously we've got two strikers now, one who looks like he's probably off in the summer, but we've rejected a cash bid for today, and then there's one who's who's committed, apparently 100% committed to the club, happy he wants to stay, uh, but we were very keen to offload. So... Are we talking about Ryan Mai first or Tyrese Campbell, mate? Hmm. Um, 
let's go. Let's let's go with Tyrese because I think the Ryan will be a very quick one. Uh, let's go, Tyrese. Yeah. So obviously Campbell, uh, eight hundred fifty thousand pounds bid um, from Serie A Verona. We've rejected that. He's also had a lot of interest from Championship sides, and he, he's rejected all that. So I don't know whether that means that we were happy to to sell. Maybe if there's a bigger fee or whatever coming in from there. Um, but he yeah, he said that he wants to wait until the summer because he feels that he will get a bet, the best deal for himself in the summer. He doesn't want just to commit to anything now, which you can understand. You know, if someone's willing to pay a million pounds or so for you in January, if you're then moving to them for nothing in the summer as a player, you're probably going then to uh, you probably then aren't you going to want to. Um, increase your own salary, shall we say, or signing on fee. So you can understand him waiting. It's interesting as well that obviously Verona could essentially have signed him in for the summer. Um because obviously, you know, he can sign Conti now with um with foreign clubs because obviously you know as soon as January hits because that's contract at the end of June, he can sign with them, but they haven't gone down that route. He hasn't signed any pre contract agreements, not that we know of, or that's been announced. So, yeah, for me, I think we glad. I liked what you said earlier on, Matt. You said that we keep him around. We don't reject that because that £800,000, we aren't actually safe from allegation yet. As much as we feel that we hopefully are, we're not 100%. And if we do get dragged into it, if we have a bad results over the next four, five, six weeks, which could easily be done, um, you know, with only, uh, you know, the fixtures that we've got ahead, if Darius Campbell stays to the end of the season and scores us a couple of goals and wins us two, four points, and those four points end up keeping us up, and then we can re, you know, kick on next season, then he's going to be worth more to us doing that than he is £800,000 leaving now, isn't he? You've literally just taken every single thing I was about to say away from me, so thanks for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, without, without repeating everything you've just said, yeah, it, it, exactly that. Uh, I think the Stoke ownership probably regret not taking the ten million when it when it came forward, but at the same time, we would not have wanted to sell him for ten million. Everyone was against it, I think, as well, because he was he was on form, he was scoring goals, he'd been you know rejuvenated uh, under Michael O'Neill and stuff like that. So, I think it was definitely the right decision at that particular moment. I don't think. Um, I said, as much as I like Terry's, I don't think his future is here. I think he's given a lot to the club. It's not quite worked out how he probably wants it to, and certainly not how Stoke obviously wants it to. We we know there's a very good player in there. I just wonder whether a different environment is going to be good for him now. And you know, this is how old is he? You know, he's not old, but he's getting on a little bit more. So he probably sees this as a chance for him to have a new challenge. And you know, as you say, like a uh, maybe a new wage, maybe it may be more money, or just generally maybe just a new environment is is what he needs. And absolutely, we can't afford to get rid of him. We are not out of this relegation scrap yet by a long chalk, actually. Because if we, if we, well, I'm not being funny, but when we lose to Leicester at the weekend, you know, all the teams around us they're starting to pick up points. You know, Sheffield picking up points. Uh, I think Rotherham are dead and buried. But you know, the other teams around us are able to scrape results. We're on a bit of a run of form where we can't score goals right now. Certainly not our own goals. You know, other teams like to score for us quite well. So if if we can't solve that within two or three games, 
You're one or two points away from the relegation zone. Now, I still think we've got more than enough to get out of it, but that's my red and white glasses on. I think outsiders will look at those run of games and go, you're going to struggle to get more than five points out of the next seven or eight games. And if the results go against you, a, a Tyrese goal where he's still got quality could be enough. So, yeah, right decision. 850k or whatever it is, is nothing in this market. So let's just keep him because, again, who do you bring on? Got Nathan Lowe. Who else you bring on? Nobody. So we can't let him go. <laughs> yeah, I think Ennis will be announced soon, by the way. Uh, so I think that one's done. Um, but I think we might not hear that for a little bit longer yet. But yeah, I think Ennis is all done and dusted, by the way. Um, any particular comments? Let me have a quick look. I did see a, I did see a number of them. A few were fans of Ben Wilmot, by the way, which is uh, which is very nice. Uh, there's a lot of fans of the Dwight Gale uh, disappearing, which is uh, which is no shock. Um, have a quick look. Uh, a lot of speculation on the whole helicopters. I also keep seeing as United have scored again. I mean, Christ, how long have they been playing for? Uh, yeah, so there's no real, uh, no other comments on, on that one. But yeah, I'm, I'm afraid, Tom, I, I can't let you speak. Uh, right, Rose, so I, Tom, Tom has messaged me, he has told me what his news is. So, Ennis's agent has just put a picture on Instagram of himself at Clayton Wood. There you go. So, yes, that's uh, it's pretty much. Says all you need to know about that, doesn't it? Well, that's a done deal. What do you reckon to this, Ennis? We might as well talk about it as soon as it's done. Um, I mean, is it, is it... We we know how good he was at Plymouth. What was it? Was it 20, 22 goals or something in 87 for Plymouth? So, you know, we know we know he's, he knows where the net is. From what we gather and the people that we spoke to at, at, at obviously Blackburn earlier on, He's, he's exactly the type of player that fits really well into the Shuey position, but his injury record, which we love a player with an injury record, is what stopped him at Blackburn. I mean, are you what are you feeling about this one? Because I, I guess the, the question also is, isn't he the same type of player that fits into the Ryan Mai position? So does that mean Ryan gets relegated to the bench now? Well, I think... Is competition, and I suppose what you don't want is you don't want one striker that plays the way you want, and then if he's unavailable, you've got to change the complete way you play because you've got nobody else who can play that way. With Ryan Mai, I think he doesn't... I don't think he's 100% a shoey player, as in, like, I don't think he's exactly what he wants, but I think he's got enough attributes. Um... To come, I think he's got enough attributes to contribute enough for Schumacher, but maybe, maybe this Ennis coming in. I don't know what the deal is if it's a loan till the end of the season or permanent. But if he comes in, I was thinking about this earlier on. Like the when you, especially as a young manager, if you've had success somewhere and then you move to a new, a new place of work or new, uh, new club in this instance. The worst thing that can happen, and I think it probably happens to Nathan Jones, is you go in there and there's no buy-in. So there's nobody. There's, there's the buy-in's just not there from the squad. They don't get what you want. They they they're not in, they're not sort of um, willing to 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 learn your ways and willing to accept what you want. And so especially if it includes high intensity football that's really 
you know, that's going to leave them knackered at the end of the game when they've got to do their hard yards, they've got to get themselves extra fit. And these, you know, pros look at you, well, actually, what have you won? Who are you? And why are you insisting on I'm running and running and getting myself, you know, running myself into the ground for you? Why? When I don't think that's my game or whatever. Now, he's had success at Plymouth. He's had success with Luke Cundall. So Luke Cundall can come into this team. He's got a buy-in there. He knows he'll get buy-in from Cundall. He's got a striker now who comes in, and that's a pivotal, that's that's down the spine now. He's got two players down the spine of the side already that he knows he'll get buy-in from. And he also knows that somebody like a John Howe can look at Cundall and see how he's playing and look, right, okay, so that's how that's how I'm supposed to play that role on a Schumacher side. And then Ennis can play up front and Ryan Mike can maybe sit on the bench and watch him for a couple of games and think, all right, so when he's telling me what he wants me to do, that's what he wants me to do because Ennis knows exactly what Schumacher wants of him. So maybe sometimes the best way to learn how to do it is literally to sit and watch somebody else do it who understands the role and then you can go, oh, I, I now know what you want. <laughs> as bad as that is, you know, I've taken a back seat to you, I've sat on the bench, but I now understand the way to play your role, the way to play your system, the way to get the best out of it and what you're looking for. Yeah, competition's never a bad thing, is it? It's it's, it's really not. And like I said, I think right now, Ryan has has no competition. I don't think... We saw Tyrese down the middle, and I don't think that Tyrese is... That's not his position for me. Tyrese has always been better on the right-hand side. So I think you're right. I mean, Wesley's certainly not a good competition. We've already talked about that one. Uh, Nathan Lowe, not good enough right this minute to play that particular style. So we're kind of having to just chuck people in and hope they can do a decent job. So, yeah, look, I I think it'd be interesting. I don't think he's one that's going to come in and go straight into the team at the weekend. I'd be very surprised if that happens because I imagine that he's probably not even going to be, he's obviously he's in the area now, but you know, they normally have to sort some things out uh, in terms of like moving or, you know, temporary stuff. So I would be surprised. Maybe he'll make the bench, but I mean, was it Friday? They don't normally do much in the way of, you know, massive prep for games. I think they do a lot of the prep on the Thursday, um, if, unless they've mixed it up again. But uh, yeah, either way, I don't think he comes straight in, Dan. So we'll see him on the bench. Obviously, Dwight Gale won't be on the bench, of course. So uh, that's one of one of those. Uh, M-Ray certainly won't be. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm intrigued to see what he's about. I've seen some of his goals. And I remember you know, I was looking back at a, a bit of a compilation uh, from, from Plymouth. And the, the guy seems to know how to finish. So like any player, he'll get the backing He'll get the chance. It'll be interesting to see where where he finds himself in the pecking order come you know summer when we've had a chance to. No doubt, we'll probably sign nine or ten players again. So I still think he'll be one here next season, and we might see a completely different front line once again. So um, one thing I, we were asked, Dan, uh, very quickly, says, any guys. Sorry for the interruption. No, it's fine, mate. So it's all done, yeah. Says a oh a two and a half year contract. Cheers, Rob. Uh, longer than expected. Um, I maybe thought maybe a year or so, two and a half. Okay, well, it gives him a bit of confidence then, and he's going to be here for for a period of time. So, uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, very difficult uh, to go in through chats, unmuting, muting, and uh, news at the same time. So I appreciate it. Um, I was just going to say, Dan, we've we've had a comment through saying. Uh, 
do you think think now Ty could could he be unplayable, trying to put himself in the shop window? I definitely think it's his chance. I think we've kind of said that. I think it's it's definitely a chance for him. And if that means he gets himself a a new contract elsewhere, then then great. Uh, he's clearly not going to sign one here because I think he would have done it by now. Personally, I know you didn't necessarily agree with that. Um, I still think it's done for Tyrese. So uh, Archie says, uh, may sound daft, but now the window's closed. Can we still announce a player uh, the day after or later on? That's if we've signed anyone else. Uh, yes, we can. As long as the paperwork's done and signed off before 11, then I believe you still can uh, get that announced. Uh, that used to be the rule. I don't think that's changed to my knowledge. Um, so yeah, as long as the paperwork's done, mate, which it will be for, for Ennis, as as we've seen, it's been announced. But um Month says, can we talk about Campbell? I think that was a while back, mate. Apologies, didn't mean to ignore it. Uh, da, 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 da. Matt, news on Blackburn striker. Yeah, I mentioned just before we got announced that it's done. Um, there's still a load more comments. I really wish Twitter would put them in bloody order. Uh, da, da, da. Emery just been announced. Yeah. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, literally over the place. Sorry, guys. Um, Emery has biscuit legs. Oof. Ouch, you know what? The one thing I'm going to miss about Emre is he, he drives past my house every single day uh, going to training, and I normally end up following him into training. Now, I don't do this on purpose. It just happens to be that it's exactly my route uh, for work. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'd be a shame not to see the uh, the Emre uh, personalised number plate every morning, but I'm sure we'll see him back. I, I, I really do think we will. Uh, let's have a look. Ex- expecting anything else, says George. If I'm honest, no. I kind of expected maybe one or two more players to go out. So whether there's going to be some late moves, I'm not quite sure. I really did think that maybe Hacks might go back. So maybe he he won't be going anywhere yet. But I would probably anticipate that he's not going to see a lot of uh, first team action for the rest of this season, personally. Um, and Stokey Coates just said, uh, oh, please, I've only just seen the Dwight Girl contract being terminated. I think everyone's loving that. Poor Dwight. Uh, Dan, anyway, back to you, mate. I'm sure you've got uh, a few other things we want to run through. We've probably got about 15 minutes left before we wrap this up, I think, because uh, people are probably sick of listening to us by now, I imagine. I suppose the other thing was we didn't really touch on Ryan Mai, did we? Or, or did I completely forget that conversation? <laughs> um, yeah, we, we've all just thought about it while you've been off, Dan. We've had a very full-blown conversation. about seven of us to them. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, it's an interesting one. Why would... Why the club are trying to... I, mean, I suppose trying to raise funds. Do you, do you reckon there was another deal that they would have liked to have done? Because obviously they've still managed to bring in... Um, Maximilian over there, aren't they? And, and obviously, you know, Ennis as well for undisclosed fee. It says for Ennis, so I don't know what what the fee is expected to be there. But they've still brought those players in, so it doesn't sound to me like they were getting rid of uh, my. They were trying to sell my to bring in funds for those players. So I wonder if there was another player as well who, or maybe there was a different player who would have cost a lot more. And they've had to maybe, I don't know if settle's the right word, for, say, Ennis instead. Maybe, but I think if, if that's the case, then no doubt for that type of player, if it was... Because you know what happens these days, Dan? We speak to the player first, 
you know, you get an idea, the agents speak, or we, we know this from speaking to the agents previously. They they already have conversations. They they know exactly what that player wage salary demands are. So they know all this. And I know that in theory that's tapping up, but it happens every club, which is why nobody ever complains about it. So yeah, they already know all the nuts and bolts. Then it's just about the fee with the club. So I reckon that if it is purely down to the fact that the player wants to still come, we'll probably see him in the summer, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking over the window now. I mean, who's who's left over January? So we've had obviously Lewis McCarry joined Notts County permanently, didn't he? As, as the window opened, uh, we've had obviously Dwight Gale's gone out there. Emery's gone out on loan. Um, there was there was another local who literally wrote them all down, didn't we? <laughs> Mine's gone blank. Who the other player was who's left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just Tesco. Yeah, so I don't think I don't think anyone else has left, have they? Um, so yeah, just Macari, like I say, undisclosed with Notts County. Tesco loaned to MK Dons and Gale's contract rate. So, so he's left. We brought in Daniel Everson. So for me, we've improved the goalkeeping department. There are some people who don't see him as a step up from Jack Bonham. I personally do. I don't think he's done much wrong at the minute. I don't think he's had much chances with the goals we have conceded. There's been quite a few. Good finishes against us, uh, to be fair, since he's come in the side. Yeah, some of the comments he's had have been extremely harsh. He's not made any mistakes for me. I mean, there's, I think there was one goal that I seem to remember. I can't remember who was against at home where you could go, mm, should have got there. But beyond that, I think he's done nothing wrong, really. So I think that's really harsh. Uh, there was one the other day, obviously, the other day that. Um, uh, what was it now? Uh, McNally uh, made, I think, the, the, the very ridiculous defending. We talked about it on the pod. Um, it was really poor decisions. So it was that situation. People called him out for that, as you know, he should have been too far off his line, but he's seen the defence make an absolute cock up. So he's gone and tried to, to resolve it. What do you expect him to do? Stand on his line and do nothing about it? So I, I I don't know. I think we all love a scapegoat at this club, it seems. But um, yeah, he's he's far from an issue. And if you think that he's not a step up on Jack Bonham, then Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Super Stevie Shuey um, has just put a comment in. Mike says, I think that where people don't see it as an upgrade is because we were treated with Travers earlier on in the season. That's probably a good point. Because that's... I personally, at the minute, would still put Travers above Everson from what I've seen, but I've, I don't think Everson's had that had that game yet or had that moment to show us just how good a goalkeeper he is. So at the minute, I think Mark Travers, if you were to ask a lot of Stoke fans, he would probably be, out of the three of them, it would probably be Travers, Everson and Bonham. Fair point. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the other loanee, obviously, we brought in uh, Luke Cundall. Um from Plymouth via Wolves, <laughs> and he obviously re- uh, recalled by Wolves to send to us. Uh, interesting that we tried to make that a permanent deal, so we could free up a loan spot. So maybe there was another deal there that we wanted to do as a loan, um, but it was more too expensive. We felt it was too expensive to do right now. So I wonder how much Wolves were after for him because I think it was sort of touted around one and a half, two million pounds, but. If that's considered too expensive right now, that's interesting considering what we have just gone out and spent, isn't it? 
Um, I think it shows that them, them deals, if that's the case, these deals might have been on the table for a, a number of days. So if it's like we can't afford to do the Kundal one and these two, might not be as last minute as people think. Yeah, I think a lot of these are sort of negotiations. You know, probably in contact for quite a few days, aren't they? And then there's you know trying to maneuver the money and the finances around as best suits us for FFP purposes. And then obviously the selling club are doing exactly the same, aren't they? <laughs> they were trying to eke out the great, you know, the, the the best amount they can as well. And then obviously you have got the players fees and all that involved as well so I don't think it can be as um, clear cut and obviously the closer you get to the deadline everything then speeds up doesn't it because everything has to, has to get sorted then um, yeah so obviously he's uh, he in obviously Scott Morris we added to the goalkeeper department um, at the minute you probably say he might never see him play for Stoke um, but he's sort of strengthening the, the depth with what we've got on here, make sure that, you know, uh, Blondie and Frank Fielding are probably one step further away from ever being called upon in an injury crisis between the sticks. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so we're a lot stronger in that department. And then, obviously, we've got sort of today's signings. So, on the whole, Mike, if you're going to wrap it up, if you're going to sort of, you know, the January business as it is, three out, five in, are we, are we a better squad are we in a better state to compete in the second half of the season in these last, uh, what is it, 17, 16, 17 games, 18 games, as we were on, are we, are we better now on February the 1st as we were on January the 1st? I would say yes. We need to see the players play first. I'm very, I'm very conscious of that. But again, if you, uh, I'm, I could, it feels like a Dwight Gale bashing. If Dwight Gale's out and Ennis is in, I still think that Ennis is going to be better suited, like I said, to the way that we play. So that's definitely a positive. I, I agree with on Mark Travis thing. I think we all would have wanted Travis back. I wouldn't be surprised to see him come in this summer, if I'm honest. But I also wouldn't, I'd be equally um, not surprised if Iverson signs permanently in the summer either. So actually, I still think overall, Dan, yeah, as far as windows go, I'm going to call this one a six and a half out of ten. I think it could have been a little bit better, but I still think we've improved in an attacking sense. Uh, I would have liked to see a left-back and a centre-back. Some, I'm sure there's a number of people listening who would have really liked to see a left-back and centre-back. I think the one reason I think we're probably keeping our powder dry until the summer on the left-back one is purely because we've got Thompson who can play there. We've got Ender Stevens who can play there. Junior's coming back who can play there which means that, you know, you've got uh, on the right. So we've got cover. I think they would have rather spent the time and money, which they clearly have, on that attacking force, knowing they've got enough cover, albeit maybe not exactly what they want, but they're focusing the money in the areas that they need, and that is definitely up front. Yeah, the, the manager has been consistent. In the games that we've not got the required results, uh, especially in the last couple of weeks, he's been very consistent in his comments, has he? Yeah, we're not clinical enough. We don't take chances enough. We get punished because we don't take chances. We're not clinical. <laughs> so this obviously is where they've concentrated their efforts in improving the squad, isn't it? Um, we've got what we feel 
is a competent goalkeeper to be worth you know, to keep them out at one end, and then we've just gone all in at the other end of the pitch, manoeuvring players out who he doesn't feel are going to be um, players in for him, going to be involved for him, taking up valuable wages to replace them with players that play with his qualities that he requires. Okay. Um, any final thoughts, mate, before we wrap this up? Uh, no, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I would have... Yeah, I'm glad that uh, I think the, 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 in the long term, I think we've got two very important deals for um, the, the, the maybe, and that was obviously the signing of um, Maximilian, as I'm going to keep calling him. <laughs> I'm really annoy somebody. Um, so, yeah, so I think he... That could be a, a key bit of business in the long term and hopefully even the short term for Stoke. Hopefully it's the ground running. Um, and I think outgoing as well, Emre Tesgold to MK Dons, getting that valuable experience. We know what a talent he is. He's, he's um, lost quite a lot of his career recently due to injury. He needs to get out there, get some game time. Um, and then hopefully, like I say, come back with a lot more development under his belt, a lot more uh, pro-game knowledge, if you like. And then I think, yeah, I think those two deals in the long term could be massive for the future of this club. Yeah, very good way of finishing up, Dan. So, look, yeah, thank you to everyone who's joined us. Thanks to Rory and everyone in Tom, although Tom couldn't get back in, but thanks to, to Tom as well. Um, again, everyone, we appreciate it. If you have come through part way in, then the pod will be out in full uh, tomorrow at some point uh, I uh, yeah I appreciate everything that, and as always you know, the pod's back normal times as always um, so Mr Buxton thank you very much interesting deadline day uh, wasn't perfect but certainly uh, wasn't a bad one either so everyone enjoy the rest of your evenings get to bed if you're not already listening to us in bed and uh, yeah we'll speak to you all very very soon away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.